Hey, and welcome back to Sunday Replay. My name is Jace, and for our US listeners, this is Thanksgiving week. So happy Thanksgiving, my friends. I hope you're feeling really festive and enjoying time with friends and family, and also practicing some gratitude this week. Now, when we talk about gratitude around the holidays, it goes hand in hand with talking about stewardship. So I'm excited to turn it over to Pastor Mark, who's taking us into part two of our Earn, Save, Give series. Earn, save, give. All right, so this is our current sermon series, and this is message number two, building off of earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. Three basic points of John Wesley's famous sermon that's entitled, The Use of Money. Now, if you weren't here for the first message, then I encourage you, watch the recorded uh, worship service from November the 5th, or listen to the Sunday Replay podcast. That way you can catch up. Now, some may be wondering in here going, all right, Pastor Mark, this John Wesley dude that you keep talking about, who is he? All right, well, here, I'm going to make it short. John Wesley, go back to the 18th century, Anglican priest, and he was troubled by what was going on in that particular denomination. Though to him, it had become an institution that was removed from its mission. And its mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Its mission was to care for the lost and the least of these and to be a voice against injustice. Well, Wesley's discontent began of movement within the Anglican church that was methodical. Down to the basics, if you will, praying, studying the Bible, gathering for small growth groups, visiting those in the hospitals and prisons, as well as protesting against injustice. So his methodical way of going about things, though, drew the ire of religious hierarchy, and they derisively were calling those involved in this movement Methodists. Now, did that bother Wesley? Not one bit. He felt it was important as a follower of Jesus Christ that he live far below his means to earn and to save, which is this morning's focus. For Wesley knew this truth. If our desire increases for things, then the desire for what God truly wants in our lives and in the lives of others It decreases. So how can we put our money to better use? Well, in today's Centering Scripture passage from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, there's this wealthy landowner, and it's referred to in other translations as master, who has decided, you know what, I want to go on a trip. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to entrust my money and my wealth to three of my workers, each according to their abilities. Well, two of the three, what they do is they invest what has been given to them on behalf of the landowner. And what happens with the investments? They double. And that's great. But what does the third worker do? The third worker, he plays it ultra safe. And what he does is he chooses to bury the money into the ground, that which of course, is entrusted to him. Well, what happens when the landowner comes back from his travels is he's over the moon thrilled with those first two. And he, what does he say? Basically, let's celebrate. Woo! Right? But it doesn't stop with the celebration. If you'll notice in the scripture, it also says the proprietor gives them greater tasks and greater responsibilities. 
As for the third worker, what happens? Ooh, <laughs> it turns ugly. I mean, you just imagine it. There's this terse, here's your money back, and the owner's wiping off the dirt from the bills, to which he then responds, you know what? You should have turned my money over to the banker so that when I returned, you could have at least given me what belonged to me with interest. I was thinking about this. I think this parable is really good. I think bankers would really enjoy this one, right? They're like, yeah, that's my parable. All right, so harmony, what this parable is, is it's a stern reminder that communicates the truth to John Wesley's instruction when he said, having gained all you can by honest wisdom and unwearied diligence, the second rule is save all you can. So in his sermons on money, John Wesley, he used two biblical words as his foundation for his teachings. They are steward and prudence. Now, I'll give you very quick historical context about the word steward. Steward was the title for the person who managed the uh, financial affairs of uh, the head of household or the proprietor of a business. Uh, But as Wesley pointed out, and I love this quote, a steward is not at liberty to use what is lodged in his hands as he pleases, but as his master pleases. This is exactly the case for every person with relation to God. We are not at liberty to use what he has lodged in our hands as we please, but as he pleases, who is alone the possessor of heaven and earth and the Lord of every creature." Faith community, everything that we have and everything that we are is a gift from God. Yes? All right. We are called to be faithful stewards of our souls, our bodies, our voices, our speech, our hands, our feet, our talents, our time, and specifically our money. And in that, and I'm going to emphasize this, what has been given to us by the divine source who trusts us to use everything we are and have is to be consistent with God's will and God's way. All right, let's shift over to prudence. Prudence is Wesley's second word, and it appears 10 times in the book of Proverbs. And so how do you define a prudent person? Well, a prudent person is someone who is practical, they're careful, providing for the future, they're exercising good judgment and common sense. I was thinking, is there a substitute word for prudence? And yeah, there is one, frugality. Frugality, yeah. Now, but I don't mean frugality in the way of being cheap or stingy. No, it's about being wise with whatever we have and then using it for its best purpose. Now, friends, it may come as a surprise to you to discover that most of what the Bible says and teaches us about money It is not for the sake of supporting the church. It is for the sake of saving our souls. The purpose of the biblical emphasis on money is to draw us into a deeper relationship with God, through which we can then be used by the Lord to bless others, as well as it includes then church ministries. But do you know why, though, saving prudently is so difficult? It's because it calls for a radical reorganization of our lives. And that's exactly the point. It is nothing less than a conversion experience. A conversion experience as we reorient our whole existence 
around the value of God's kingdom. And in this conversion process, in which the transformative power of the Holy Spirit, it's then released into our lives. To be a steward of God's resources, we have to begin to take a careful look at how much money is coming in compared to how much is going out. Where is the money going? Now, here's where I'm going to throw in some Dave Ramsey financial philosophy. Now, you may sit there and turn up your nose going, oh, my gosh, Dave Ramsey. He's a conservative, isn't he? Yeah, but you know what? I followed Dave's strategic plan in my life, and it got me out of a financial hole of hurt. And I have not looked back since. Now, and some of you have been in, in, in the classes that I've taught. Now, you may not have any financial concerns. God bless you if you don't right? But saving money and earning money and giving money, what it does is it requires discipline. Larry's favorite word, discipline. As Dave Ramsey says, and I'm going to quote this now, discipline is hard. It hurts and it requires sacrifice. Personally, I don't like discipline, but I love what discipline produces. Too many people skip the discipline and try to go straight to the enjoyment. That's a recipe for disaster. Is it easy to find an extra $100 in the budget? Sure, most people can figure that out. But is it easy to do that every month like clockwork for 40 years? No. It takes discipline to stick to your goals. But that little bit of discipline will take you a long way. All right, so here are four beginning steps, and I'm emphasizing beginning steps that I believe is, is helpful in thinking through the Wesleyan principles of earn, save, give. So I'm just going to quickly run through these. Number one is you need a plan. You need a plan. I'm letting you know right now, if you don't have a plan for your life, guess what, and a plan for your money, guess what's going to happen? Someone else is going to have a plan for your money. Mm-hmm. It is a lot easier. I know this. Personally, I know this. It's a lot easier to just drift through life without a plan, wandering from one thing to the next, and straight up, it is imperative to know where you're going and to have the discipline to do the things that it takes to get there. Following right behind that is create a monthly budget. Now, this follows step with making a plan. Now, you got to know where your money's going, and then you got to allocate, 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 allocate. Trust me when I say if, you, if you've never done this before, creating a monthly budget, you're in for a big surprise. And by the way, there's a great site I recommend to you. It's easy. It's free. It's everydollar.com, everydollar.com, where you can create a free account. And what I do every month, every month is I prepare a budget, I follow that budget, on that account, I love it without fail. Third one is create an emergency fund. Now, Dave, what he does is he pushes for $1,000. Push $1,000 in there for an emergency fund is your starting point. What I say is, you know what? If you don't have the money to do that, put it into the fund as you can and build it up to the $1,000. Because you're going to, and then later you're going to want to expand the emergency fund to cover four to six months worth of expenses. And some of you here know exactly what I'm talking about because you've got a big surprise happening in your life. 
right? And it's good to have the emergency fund. And what happens is when you're doing this, it puts you into a mindset of save for any surprises that come your way. And believe you me, surprises come along the way, and they're not the fun ones. Hmm? The last one is pay off all debt. Pay off all debt. Now, friends, this does not happen overnight, but I'm going to let you know if you're in debt, get out of it, and get out of it with gazelle intensity. Paying it off, what it does is it frees you. Trust me, it frees you for bigger and better things. I worked with one congregant in one of the classes that I taught who was around $130,000 in debt. $130,000. It was swallowing him up. He was not in good health. And once we sat down and we made a plan for him, and it required a lot from him, that debt was erased in a matter of four years. Four years. And you know what that young man has done? He has not looked back. He has not looked back. And the difference in him, in his health, in his well-being, and his peace of mind is huge. And I'm letting you know that he checks in with me every quarter just to let me know how he's doing and how successful he is in his life. That's what I want to do. I want to make all of you successful in your lives. Of course, got to say there's more steps than just these. These are just beginning ones, but these are good to begin with. And so, yes, I have led Financial Peace University classes. I'm always willing to do that when folks are ready to live like no one else uh, so that later you can live like no one else. And it doesn't have to be a Dave Ramsey course. You know, there are other ways that I can give you insight. And again, there are some of you that have in this room that have been with me on that journey. I'm going to close on a personal note and then some final words, and then I'm going to say a prayer. Uh, upon my mother's passing, which was in mid-May, May 15th, I have been in charge of my parents' estate and handling the financial affairs. And so <laughs> with that, as part of, part of the inheritance, I have received some money. The key, though, is how do I handle and manage the money that I've been entrusted with? What kind of steward will I be? Last weekend, I had a great opportunity. I had a marvelous opportunity that came my way, seemingly out of nowhere, to purchase a new vehicle. Yeah, one I have had my eye on for a long time. It is the Kia Sportage EX Hybrid. I was like, yeah. The dealership, so the dealership is going to give me around $10,000 for my Ford C-Max Energy. And the day previously, the salesperson, he had quoted me a, a specific price. And, he is, and, and so I'm a, math, I'm a math person. That's my background. So I'm sitting there, and I calculate the tax. I calculate the title. And I'm sitting there going, and I know then what I'm going to have to spend and it worked perfectly within my budget. I'm like, oh, this is a win-win. Woo, yes. The next day I return to finalize the deal. And you know what the dealership had done? They upped the price. Mm-hmm. Upped the price by $5,000. And they weren't budging. 
Now, what in the world am I going to do? I mean, this is the car of my dreams. I'm like, ah. Well, this sermon series spoke directly to me. Mm-hmm. I prayerfully open myself up for what God wants in my life and to that which aligns with God's will, asking myself, what kind of steward am I going to be with the money that I have been entrusted with? Would it be prudent to fork over another extra $5,000 for a vehicle I really, 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 really wanted? Or would it be wise to wait, save and invest that money for a rainy day opportunity down the line, much more to my liking? This is what I did. I stepped away from the desk. I walked outside, took some breaths. I prayed as I walked, and then I returned inside. What do you think happened? Yep, that's right. I politely thanked them for their time, and I left the dealership content with what I have, taking a far-sighted view. Final words. Our goal as Christians is to approach money with prudence, intentionality, and a commitment to using the resources we have for the greater good. John Wesley's counsel, save all you can, stands as a beacon for wisdom. It calls us, friends, to be faithful stewards, wise planners, and generous givers. May the grace and wisdom of the Lord Jesus Christ guide all of us in this journey of faithful stewardship. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to lift up a prayer. Loving God, you call us to use prudence and patience in managing our money, and we humbly ask you to help us to become more faithful stewards of all the gifts that you give us, of life, of joy, of, of love, so that everyone who follows us will know your love through us. We are your church. Lord, we are your witness in and for the world, and so we pray this in your name and in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
going back, I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you, my past is over and you. All things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you, my past is over and you. Things are made new, surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. Oh, I'm moving forward. Oh, I'm moving forward. Said I'm moving forward. Yeah. Oh, and you made all things new. Yes, you. It's time for the Sunday Replay Halftime Show, where every week we take a few moments to share about the awesome things happening in the Harmony community and how you can be a part of them. The first thing I wanna share this week is that the blessing bag build that I told you about on last week's episode has been moved and is now going to be after worship at the Harmony campus around noon on Sunday, November 26th. So if you are in the Toluca Lake area, we hope you'll join us to create these essential packs for those in our community who are living in need and take some with you to share with those individuals in your life. If you have any questions about the Blessing Bag Build, you can contact Mark, M-A-R-K, at hollywoodumc.org. I'm also excited to share about Merry and Bright Night. This is our annual Family Ministries holiday gathering where we invite families, especially those with children, but really any family in any shape or form, to join us at Griffith Park for a holiday train ride, looking at the Christmas lights, enjoying each other's company, and fellowshipping as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. So we invite everyone to Marian Bright Night on December 10th at 5 p.m., but you do have to RSVP before December 6th. So make sure that you email me, Jace, that's J-A-S-E, at hollywoodumc.org before the 6th to save your spot at Marian Bright Night. It's a completely free event. Invite any of your friends and family, but just make sure that you don't forget to RSVP. I'm really excited to share about everything happening on the Harmony Podcast Network, where this week, a new episode of Our Story, the podcast, is coming out, and Pastor Mark has a special guest that I think you'll really like as we talk about the holidays, so be sure to tune in. Also, if you are dealing with holiday grief this week during Thanksgiving or throughout the
throughout the entire holiday season, especially with Christmas coming up. Be sure to tune into our story, the podcast's short story segment. The first November segment is up now in the Our Story, the podcast thread. And we hope that Rev Jefferson's inspiration to get through holiday grief and process those emotions in a healthy way is beneficial to you and your experiences. And we're praying for you as you go through what can be a very difficult time. But I want to thank you for listening to the Sunday Replay Halftime Show. And now for the second part of today's podcast, I want to introduce Dr. Larry High, who's a professor of communications at Cal State Dominguez Hills, but he's also on the Harmony Leadership Team and the chairman of the Hollywood UMC Governance Board. And Larry's here to talk to us today a little bit about the state of the church. So here's Larry with Pastor Mark. Larry is part of, he's the chair of the Governance Board for uh, Hollywood United Methodist Church. He is also on Harmony's leadership team. And so, yes, and it is a blessing, and thank you for your leadership. Uh, The leadership team, uh, we've been in discussions, I would say, like the past month, probably. Oh, yeah. 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 And having some hard uh, discussions. And so, uh, for those that are here for the first time, hello, you're going to get a peek at what's going on behind the doors here, right? Uh, So, but it's important. Because this is about ministry, ministry here, uh, and it will be an eye-opening conversation. Right, Larry? Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, yes. yes. All right. So, you ready to take this off? Let's take it off. Let's just peel it whack. All right. Here we go. All right, Larry. So, what in the world is going on? We're going to talk about the budget today. What? Uh, the budget, the budget, uh, because it costs money to do uh, mission and ministry. And mm. so we're going to talk about what uh, it costs to do mission and ministry and how we challenge ourselves. Uh, I always tell our leadership team, and I've shared this with you when I do the joy box moment, that uh, giving is a spiritual discipline. And so uh, uh, I've always, I grew up in a household and a black church experience that everything belongs to God. And so uh, I'm entrusted. Uh, by God with the financial gifts God has given me, uh, with whatever talents I have, but it all belongs to God. I also grew up in a household uh, and had to go to Sunday school every single uh, week, uh, and they passed that little uh, brown basket, and I was taught to tithe. So if you get a dollar during the week, uh, 10 cent goes in that basket because you're giving God back 10% of what already belongs to God. And so uh, it's been a discipline for me when I, I started um uh, when I was in college, I worked for ABC News for a little while for our local ABC affiliate, uh, and I made a little more than minimum wage in East Texas in the late 90s, and I decided I'm going to try this tithing thing, uh, uh, and I've been doing it pretty much uh, ever since. I've fallen off the wagon a few times, but uh, been doing it ever since, and I always tell folks, it's, it's a spiritual discipline for me, just like getting up to pray, uh, and uh, I know 10% is a lot of money. It was a lot of money when I made a little more than minimum wage. Wage. And at mm, a point in my mm. career, I made six figures. Not now, I'm a college professor, but I used to make six figures at some point, and 10% is a lot uh, of that amount as well. But I trust God to, uh, with the financial gifts that I've been given to be a good steward. Um, I had a great aunt who graduated from Wiley College, which is the United Methodist Institution, first college for black folks west of the Mississippi. She graduated in 1934 with a business degree. And and if she had been born in any other time, uh, she would have been a female CEO, but she was a person of deep faith. And I always remember her having conversations about just at the minimum, uh, never live off of more than 80% of 
your money. At a minimum, you were supposed to tithe 10% and you were supposed to save uh, at least 10%. And the saving has always been an issue with me because I like to eat and spend money and uh, have a good time. So the saving <laughs> is probably more of the, uh, uh, the issue for me than it is the, uh, the actual uh, giving. But uh, I hope I've inspired you today with my service. You've inspired sermon. me. You've you I've been doing better for the past couple of years because I want to retire at some point too. Mm -hmm. So that's a mm -hmm. plan that has to uh, take forth. Make a plan. Make a plan. Make a plan. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> so discipline is one of your favorite words. It is. It is. Yes. Like, and it is a spiritual. It is a spiritual discipline. Spirit, giving is a spiritual discipline, uh, just like praying, uh, just like participating in our small groups, anything uh, that we do. Uh, you know, those Methodist, Methodist Wesleyan habits, uh, fasting, uh, but it's, giving is a spiritual discipline. So even uh, I think about at the beginning of every month uh, when I get paid, uh, uh, most of my bills are set to come out of my account, like probably most of you do, to pay. But uh, I make sure that uh, I have to go into the donate portion of our website and actually uh, 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 tie that 10%. I actually make it a spiritual discipline to, to, to go in and not have it just automatically come out, but to mm -hmm. go in and say, mm -hmm. God, I trust you with what you have given me, uh, uh, and I turn it over to you. Uh, so to go in and uh, uh, to actually... Put in my re-put in my credit card information for my debit card information because I don't want to get in debt. My <laughs> debit card information uh, to uh, uh, to release uh, the tithe. And folks sometimes get caught up whether it's gross or whether it's net. And I tithe on the. Is it the gross as your take home? Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, take home net. Net. I tithe on the net because uh, I figured that's what I have responsibility for. Uh, now, mm -hmm. those government officials going to get in trouble for what they do with the, the rest of it that they've taken <laughs> off that I'd never see. Uh, but I'm responsible for what comes uh, uh, into my household that God has entrusted me for. Right. I, I've been looking uh, with a series as well that, and I understand the spiritual discipline of giving, and I've actually looked at it as well as with earning and with saving. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I love the aspect of being a faithful steward, uh, which is so important. And, yeah. and we give praise for your family. You come from a generation of uh, United Methodists. Well, actually, some there's some it's <laughs> Baptists. My Baptists daddy, in there, too. My daddy's, uh, I grew up in an ecumenical household, so my daddy's Baptist. My mother's Methodist. They've been married 51 years, never joined the same church. So uh, we always floated between uh, back and forth, and then also went to Catholic school run by black nuns. Uh, but everybody talked about giving. That was central. And then uh, uh, social justice about uh, uh, freeing God's people. Uh, right. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the, the big stuff, uh, because... It's important that we share information, right? Communication is important in our lives for relationship. Yes? Want to have open communication. And so we feel it is important that you understand what's happening here at the campus, uh, what the budget is, as well as how much money is coming in, so how it's being spent, right? That way we can be faithful stewards in our lives. So, you ready to take the first slide? Let's take the first slide. Let's take the first slide. This is an eye opener. All right, here we go. Oh, and I have my, I left my, glad I printed because I left my glasses in the car. But uh, this is our uh, total budget anticipated for uh, 2023, and I know it looks similar for 2024, uh, but a total of $329,217. And we've uh, uh, divided it out into what it costs for staff and personnel, uh, what it costs for our program and ministry, and then also uh, for operations. So as you see, about seven. 
75% of the budget goes to our staffing and personnel. Uh, program ministry is about another... Uh, 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 7%. 7%. And then the uh, the rest is uh, operations. Yeah, at 18%. At 18%. And so that we were very clear from a staff and personnel, there's only one full-time person on the personnel. Who's that? That's Pastor Mark. Pastor Mark is our only full-time uh, personnel uh, with 30-plus years of ministry. And then uh, other st staff that we have, not full-time, uh, would be our worship leader, uh Gaddison, uh, our family and connections director in social media, Jace, uh, Donna, who does our live stream and social media, Ryan and Bobby, nursery care, our worship band, our wonderful sound technicians, uh, and then also the facility techs who work during the week but are mainly here on Sunday, who do a lot of setup, you know, run coffee, uh, make sure this place is clean, uh, mm -hmm. et cetera. Yeah, and one of the things, if you've noticed, have you noticed that we don't have as many band members as of late, right? We're trying to save some money. So that's the reason why you just see Gaddison up there. But every now and then we'll continue to have, because we've been very blessed with Christine, who's been joining uh, Gaddison to sing. And so we've been bringing the joy, bringing the joy. right into yeah. the mix. Uh, but also operations is not a cheap thing because that, in, that includes insurance and other things and just keeping the, the lights on. Uh, and then, of course, program and ministry. This is within the general budget. This is not anything that's been designated. Like sometimes I will also give a designated fund uh, for children's ministry. That's not part in that program and ministry line item, just so you know, there's a difference. Uh, and then, but it's the revenue that becomes also the other I open. Now, would you think that we're, you know, we're actually at 329000 we've really narrowed that thing down, haven't we? Yeah, that's, that's a pretty compact, tight budget for, uh, uh, for our mission and ministry. Right. That's right. So, because typical church is right around 600000 is that about right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can tell we've really kept it tight. But here's the situation of revenue. So the revenue, now this is through October 31st. So do you want me to share the revenue figures? Share the revenue figures. So the revenue figures, we have room rentals here. So we have some anonymous groups, and we have a couple other groups that come in on occasion. Is right around $8,645. Our contributions, that is what has been given here, is $63,000. So it's only a total of $71,000. So you can tell that's a big whopping difference, three twenty-nine to seventy-one. Now we're anticipating hopefully we get about 100 by the end of the year. But we got to look at 2024. Why do we have to look at 2024, Larry? Because we have to uh, bring in more money. We have to support the ministry. Uh, uh, it's hard. Ministry costs money. Uh, and so. Right. Uh, so I want to go to the second slide just so everybody sees this. And this is identified con uh, contributors, We're not naming names, but this is something uh, I, I have privy to. No one else has privy to. Right. I have privy to. Melissa has privy. You don't. I have no idea. And I'm the chair of the, the whole of Hollywood's board. I have no idea who, I know where I am, but I have no idea who uh, everybody else is. I have no clue. Right. And so this gives you an idea through October how the identified, now identified giver. So an identified contributor, uh, so it's like, uh, Larry, uh, if you put in an envelope and it has your name, does that make you an identified giver? That makes me an identified giver. Right. If you're giving online, does that make you an identified giver? It does. Right. But if you use an envelope or you put cash where we have no idea who, who it is, 
You're not identified. You're not identified, right? <laughs> we have no so idea. It helps, but there's not that many unidentified givers. But just so you know, so $100 or less, 19, 101. So you can just see all the figures there. The key element, why are we showing this? Is it the shame? No, it's not the shame. It's, right? I, I, I want to challenge us to, uh, to begin to like start where we are. Just start where you are uh, uh, and begin to uh, give. Uh, and mm-hmm. make it a spiritual discipline, a spiritual practice uh, uh, that we grow in and learn. So we support our ministry. We've got to begin to support as disciples of Jesus Christ. We've got to begin to support uh, what we see as our vision for this faith community, uh, for uh, this community. And we've got to, we've got to get to a better point uh, of us undergirding that actual ministry, uh, what takes place on this campus. Uh, because a lot of what we do is undergirded by uh, Hollywood, mm-hmm. by the main campus, and so we've got to get to a point where we are self-sustaining uh, and can help to fund and support our own ministry right here uh, on this campus. Yeah, a goal that we want to set forward for all of us uh, is I'm looking at a way of gaining more revenue in use of renting Fellowship Hall. Uh, it's hard. Um, this is not the Hollywood campus because they have Oaks School, so that's quite a, a large amount of money. We can't have a school here. And a parking but the lot. Thing is, huh? And a parking lot for the Hollywood. And a parking lot for Hollywood Bowl. We don't have that parking lot either. The thing is, is self-sustaining doesn't happen overnight. It and we're not, not saying that we need to be self-sustaining in 2024. I mean, it'd be lovely to it, be that, it right? It would be great. It would be great. Right. But the thing is, is that has to be the goal. Yes, yes. Yes. We've got to begin to move that way. Right. And a bigger key, just so everybody understands, is... We need to invite people in, invite and get them in. Are you, do you love being here at Harmony? Yeah? Well, this is important. We got to invite people in. Uh, I'm not trying to make it about the money. I'm more about, it's soul saving, right? But the thing is, is it's also part of our discipline as we move forward. The other situation too, so it's, I'm looking at ways to, to raise extra revenue, but I don't want to make it about the extra revenue. We need to be making it about us. Mm as contributors is how are we going to make effective ministry? Yes, yes. Right? One of the things, just so you know, and I'm saying this also to people online, and I made it clear to the leadership team. So as many of you know, I give 10% of my money to Harmony. Does that mean that that's all the giving that I do during the year? No. I give more than 10% in my life. And actually, that's 10% toward the general budget. I give extra above that for other Harmony-centric things. In 2024, and I announced this to the leadership team, and I'm stepping out in faith, I'm giving 20% to this church. That's how important it is. All of you are to me, and that's my call as your pastor. So that's how I'm stepping up. I'm not asking you to step up 20%. But the thing is, is stepping up. Stepping up and begin where you are. Just uh, so uh, if you're at the 100 uh, mark, say like next year, let's try 200. Let's try a certain amount every month and see how that goes. uh, Right. uh, And begin to increase. And I I guarantee uh, I have seen God move throughout my life. Even being a college professor, I took a huge pay cut to do that. uh, And I have not missed a beat. Uh, uh, and I've seen that I can 
testify to that all throughout my life. Uh, just, uh, and I don't believe that God is a gumball machine or a candy mm. machine, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I have seen the spiritual discipline of, of just believing that God will provide, uh, even for our ministry, I believe that God will provide for us uh, what is needed uh, for us to do uh, the mission and the ministry. Right, and Rev. Jefferson next week is going to be talking about give, and he and I have been talking about that, and I love what he's going to share. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say what he's going to share, other than it's focusing on give, but it's important in, in talking about that incremental aspect of our lives. It is stepping out in faith, is it not? Right? Um, so anything else to uh, bring forward as we cl- bring this to a close? How about the pledge cards? Oh, yeah, pledge cards. So the pledge cards... So this year, we're going to try something different here at Harmony. We've not done this in the seven years that we've been here. Seven years, can you believe? Seven years. I've been here seven years. Um, we're going to bring in pledge cards. They did not arrive yet, so we'll bring those in next week. And the pledge cards is something that we want to pray about. And it's I am not putting you into a pickle to say, all right, all right now, uh, Larry, I you put that on the card, and I'm holding you to it. No, this is more of a... You're thinking it through, being prayerful to say, this is what my aim and my goal is for next year. This is how I want to support the ministries of the church so that you have that. And then on either the 10th or the 17th, what I'd like to do is uh, pray over everything that we've received to give that over to God as we consecrate those pledge cards. This is something that has not been done here at Harmony, but we felt, the leadership team felt it's important for us to be prayerful as we commit to doing something this important. Amen? All and right. we've not talked about this, but with pledge cards to it, I would also challenge us not just to put our, what we're going to uh, uh, strive to do and pray about doing financially, <laughs> but also to, uh, I know that ministries need, uh, ministries function Ooh. with people. And so yes. I'm going to challenge us on our pledge cards too, and I'm going to have to step up because I've been lax. What are you going to do next year to, to grow your faith and be active in the unfolding of the ministry? So uh, that might be working with our children's ministry. That might be volunteering to do PowerPoints. That might be uh, being a greeter. Uh, uh, and all of us need to be participating in small groups small groups, and studying and growing. So what, what are you going to do financially uh, to grow? But then also, what are you going to do ministry-wise uh, to grow and learn and plug in here uh, so that uh, we collectively uh, help God's ministry unfold and be God's hands and feet mm-hmm. in this world where yes. we've been placed. And I just want to thank everybody here as well as those online, for everything that you do. And as we move forward into the new year, let's engage. That is going to be our theme for 2024, is to engage. So let's live into that. Amen? Engage, yes. All right, amen. Well, Larry shared some information with us today that isn't always easy to hear, but I hope that you know that no matter what happens or what situation we are in, God is with us. And as long as we trust everything into God's hands, it will all be okay. Now that said, if you are a regular listener to Sunday Replay or any of the productions on the Harmony Podcast Network, or if you tune in to join us online, I would encourage you to consider how you can pledge to give to Harmony in 2024. Just like 
like those who join us in person, we are big believers that the online audience is a part of our faith community. And if you'd like to talk about a pledge or make a pledge, you can contact Pastor Mark, M-A-R-K, at hollywoodumc.org to file your pledge virtually. With that said, thank you for listening to this episode of Sunday Replay with guests Pastor Mark Stevenson, Larry Hyde, the Harmony Worship Band, and me, your host, Jace Lucas. This episode was produced by Donna Miller, and Sunday Replay is a part of the Harmony Podcast Network from Harmony to Luca Lake, a campus of Hollywood United Methodist Church. Make sure you find us on Facebook at HarmonyTL or Instagram at Harmony underscore TLC so that you can stay connected with us throughout the week in between episodes. Don't forget to like, rate, comment, subscribe, download, and all of those other things that you do with podcasts. It really helps us to continue creating meaningful content on the network. I want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, and I hope that we'll see you here again on Sunday Replay next week as we finish the Earn, Save, Give series. But until then, as Pastor Mark likes to say, peace!